Today on City Cash Chicago, the Chicago Bears season opener is Sunday at Soldier Field. Brother Scott and Joe Lewis will be breaking down the game on their podcast, 79th The Hallis. I talk with one of the brothers about what he expects this season and how barbershops in Inglewood prepared them to run a sports media network. It's Tuesday, September 6th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is City Cash Chicago. Happy to have one half of the podcast, Scott Lewis, in the building with me, Barbershop Scott. Uh, welcome to City Cast. Oh man, hey, man, thank you for having me, man. I'm good, happy to be on here. Man, I'm happy to have you, man. I, I've listened to the podcast. I'm a fan of y'all. Congratulations on 200 episodes. Thank when you, you think back to to your childhood, growing up with your brother, is debating, arguing, discussing sports with each other just a, a part of y'all upbringing together? Well, the story is like my sports life, I guess, began when my grandfather would have me watching uh, the Bears, the Bulls, the Cubs, the White Sox. I just want to point out, I do not watch the Cubs anymore. I am a Sox fan, even though it is not one of these times where I was proud to be a Sox fan, but I digress. <laughs> my grandfather died when I was two, so I don't really remember much about it, but they said like that's kind of like where like the seed got planted. But me and my brother, we would watch the 90s Bulls. And then like around 97, we started going to White Sox games. Like my dad's church would take us to um, every summer, would take the kids in the neighborhood, kids who went to the church, you know, to the, to the Sox game. And that's kind of like started my love for baseball. And then with football, my dad showed me Walter Payton highlights like in 99. This is right, right after mm-hmm. he died. And I was like, I'm like 11 years old. I'm like, this is incredible. And I, I became a Bears fan Man, right there. Yeah, and that's kind of like how it started. My mom would throw this um, brunch for Christmas every year. And we haven't had it in a couple years because of the pandemic. But um, and, and, and literally in my room, like me, my, my brother, all my cousins, my uncles, my friends, it would sound like first take. Every oh. every year, like it's just we would watch the basketball games, just a whole bunch of yelling, playing cards, and just watching sports, and that's kind of like what a love developed. Oh man, I, I I can see it right now. I, me and my brother just happened to find ourselves on the opposite sides of most sports fandoms. So like growing up, he was uh, the Rock, I was Stone Cold Steve. Oh Austin, yeah, we did that too. Right during the <laughs> two thousand eight yeah. uh, NBA Finals, he was. For the Celtics, I was for the Lakers. When you talk about Peyton or Tom Brady, right? We we yeah. always found ourselves on opposite sides, but like yeah. the Bears was a place where like we, we we came together. I know y'all talk a lot about the barbershop, right? How important were those early interactions and conversations to sort of just formulating the way y'all look at sports, the way you analyze it, right? My first real experience barbershop was probably like when I was like probably like 10 to like 13 years old. Cause like we moved to West Englewood <laughs> like in 1999. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was this barbershop, Mr. Ellis barbershop. I don't, it's not there anymore, but Mr. Ellis barbershop. And we would go there like every weekend to, you know, get our haircut. And there would just be all these sports conversations. Now granted, I was like 11 years old, so I wasn't participating, but I was listening, you know what I'm saying? And that's kind of like just to hear these guys be as passionate about sports. Now they were probably wrong nine times out of 10 
anything. Because anybody who's been in a black barbershop, a lot of shit you gonna hear is not true. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, but you know, it, it was just that camaraderie, and it was kind of like like a like a like a like a safe safe place, I guess you want to say, for like you know for our culture for black men, where everybody would just be in there talking. It was like kind of a community. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And that was just something like stuck with me even at a young age. Um, what's you and your brother's age gap? What's the what's the uh, two age? years? Two years. I was born October '88. He was born November '90. So I'll be 34 next month, and he will be 32 in November. My brother, so we were very me, close. Yeah. Me and my brother are 18 months. He's born November 89. I was born April 91. And so when when I listen to y'all's interactions with each other, they're so so clear like a friendship. Yeah, yeah. We're a small operation. Yes. The two of us. Three so, of us. Let's not forget. Shout out to Pierce. Four of us? We're like on a day-to-day? Or five of us? It's four of us on a day-to-day. Four, four of us. me, you, Pierce, and Dante. Five of us. Who's the fifth uh, one? But when did y'all decide to just stop talking sports between each other, between your friends, and decided to start 79th The Hallis? It was really just used as an outlet for me and my brother to vent our frustrations because anybody who's a Bears fan know 95% of being a Bears fan, really 98, I'm, I'm actually being generous, is frustration. <laughs> you know, so basically I used to, I used to work at Amazon Studios and it's the movie studio, not the website. And in about like my, I say about like a, a year probably into me working there. I was just like getting tired. I would be in these meetings and all these white executives, I'm like one of two black people in this room. And they're trying to tell us what black people want to see in media. And I'm looking at the other black person like, what they talking about? How, how they know what we want to see? <laughs> how the hell are they going to tell me? How you going to tell me what we want to see? So I kind of just looked at that, look at the landscape of sports media. And there's not a lot of us in there. There's not a lot of us, you know, in these prominent roles and, you know, doing things, having our own media company. And I was just Especially like, that are not former athletes. Because former too, athletes is popular. Former athletes are killing the market. You know what right. I'm saying? And I, I <laughs> I love that. I love mm-hmm. that. We we need their voices. Those like even though we have our opinions, they have opinions that we'll never know if they played the game. So I, I like that. But it's like we don't have anybody who's just it's for the fans, like you know, but knowledgeable fans because every fan don't know what the hell they're talking about. So I was just like, I hit my brother up. I hit my homie Pierce, who was our uh, business partner. It's all three of us we came up with, and I was like, look, I want to do like a sports media company, but I kind of wanted to be you know the black version of like you know, a bar stool. And so my brother came up with a name probably like two weeks later. He said, yo, where's the main source of conversation, especially for sports, for black people? It's the barbershop. So instead of, we gonna call it the Barber's Chair. And this became the Barber's Chair Network. We launched January 2018. And honestly, it's even blown me away just how much we've, how far we've come in just this short time. Mm-hmm. One of the good things as a fan for me is that whether it's losing the Super Bowl almost, oh my God, 15 years ago, or coming up short, winning the division, getting knocked out of playoffs, the, the great thing about for me is I could turn it off. But now you've linked your work, your career in ways to breaking down every facet of, of the Bears from, from preseason to week to week. It, is it made it more frustrating or is it made it easier to be a Bears fan? It's way easier. Like, it's honestly mm. like, it was way more frustrating when I was just a fan. Like, when I was just a fan, it was, because I couldn't, I'm one of those guys, I'm, I'm like, when I'm, when I get into something, I get into something. Like, I'm going to get fully immersed in whatever I'm interested in. So it's like, as a Bears fan, these losses will, like, ruin me. Like, I'd be mad like I played the game. Like, like I'm not even laughing. It's been 15 years. I'm not over that Super Bowl. Rounds through. They're all here to see the Colts of Indianapolis win Super Bowl 41. I'll be sitting up here lying to you if I told you I was over. I still, to this day, have not watched the highlight. But... (laughs) 
uh, being around the team and like kind of being a member of the media helped me because it's like you see behind the curtain, you see what's going on. And you get like a more of a greater appreciation when you see these athletes and you see the work they put in. You see the behind the scenes, what the general manager, what the coach is doing. So it's kind of like, like I'm still a fan, don't get me wrong. Like there's still right. be times I'm in the media booth and I'm inside, I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm happy or I'm upset. Like last year when Just Fields had his big game Pittsburgh, it took everything in me for not to scream when he scored that touchdown to, to Darnell Mooney. I'm like, guy, you professional, you know what I'm saying? And there's been times where I've been angry, you know, and there, I even had to catch myself for the draft this year. I was, I didn't understand why we didn't draft wide receiver. I had to take a literal walk around the convention center <laughs> in Vegas. So you have your moments, but it's yeah. gotten much easier to me. Like, granted, they are not a good team right now. So I don't know what it would be like covering a good team if I'd still be more emotionally hard to deal with. Are you self-conscious about your smile? Do you only allow yourself a closed mouth grin? Well, with Aligner Experts, there's no reason for you to diminish your smile. As orthodontists, they have the privilege of witnessing the remarkable transformation of patient smiles, which often translates into a profound boost in their confidence. Yet, there always seems to be a deterrent. I ain't got the time, I don't have the funds. Luckily, Aligner Experts is redefining convenient and accessible clear aligner solutions. With customizable treatments, transparent pricing, and their cutting edge 3D scanners and dental monitoring technology, you could transform your smile through the convenience of your own schedule. Stop in at their West Loop or Lakeview Clinic today for your complimentary smile assessment. Aligner Experts, your destination for advanced clear aligner solutions. P.S. They got another clinic on the way, so stay tuned for their Old Town location. Let's be real. The Bears are coming into the season without very many expectations and yeah. plenty of questions, right? Yeah. New coach, new system, second year quarterback. Can you walk me through the Bears offseason starting with the draft? Uh, who are those drafted players that ended up making the final 53-man roster? Um, you're going to have Jaquan Brisker and um, Kyler Gordon, who are the first two draft picks of the Ryan Poles era. They will be starting. Uh, Kyler Gordon will be the starting uh, corner on Jalen Johnson, which I'm excited about that because Jalen Johnson, to me, one of the most underrated corners in the league, and he finally has some help on that side. And Jaquan Brisker is going to be out there helping Eddie Jackson, who Eddie Jackson hasn't had a running mate since we let Adrian Amos go to Green Bay. You know what I'm saying? Like, And I think when you have a guy like Jaquan Brisker, who I'm the most sold on out of all these draft picks. So I that's think- your that's – your draft player, your rookie to watch oh, on the Bears right now. I think he's going to be a rookie uh, defensive player of the year candidate. I really do. I think he's mm. going to be really, really good. Um, but those are like the, the 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 guys who I would say you have to watch who I think are going to have really, really good seasons this year. And those are the guys who are the first two um, Ryan Poles draft picks. That's our new general manager. It's so a new for, general for our manager. casual listeners, our casual fans. Can you catch people up who may not have you know paid attention over the offseason? Like this switch from the the drama of the naggy pace years to again a new close coaching uh Eberflus and, and, and Poles being here as the new general manager can you talk a little bit of what that transition has been like last year it just felt like a big elephant in the room 
like with this Nagy situation, with the Andy Dalton situation, and you know the mishandling of Justin Fields, there were certain players who were over it. You know, Khalil Mack not being able to play, Khalil Mack being uh hurt, and a lot of veterans feel like they're wasting their time. It was just a big black hole. The Bears, the whole time, it felt like every week it was like somebody gonna get fired this week, somebody yeah. gonna get fired this week, is somebody gonna get fired this week? Is it gonna be is it gonna be Nagy? Well, who's starting at quarterback? I mean, is, is Pace gonna make it to the end of the year? And so, so when they got cleared out at the end of the season I don't think anybody was surprised no nah, I, I wasn't I mean well I wouldn't say I was surprised but I was also definitely I believe it when I see it because that's just how this franchise mm. is but since the time that I've been around this team it feels like night and day you know what I'm saying now of course they got to play the games you know vibe doesn't really mean nothing when you're on that field for 60 minutes but it feels like it's different one thing that I will say about this team they're going to be a well-coached team like they're hustling on every play you know what I'm saying? And then this is a guy who comes from a good organization in the Colts. And you just see they're building a new culture. Talking about Matt. Yeah, Matt Eberflus. You know, they're, bringing, they're building a new culture, Matt Eberflus and Ryan Poles. And it's going to take a minute. And I know a lot of Bears fans want to be in that conversation of the best teams in the NFL. But you got to look at it like this. They inherited one of the worst messes in football. Like, it's going to take a, a while. But I do think the difference right now is night and day. I feel like this team is confident. And I think there's a lot of good vibes with the team, at least, heading into the season. I mean, and some of that confidence was shown in the preseason. You can never put too much stock in it. But a 3-0 and preseason start with, you know, wins against the Chiefs, the Seahawks, and the Browns. You know, do you expect the Bears to transfer any of that confidence into the season when Sports Illustrated is coming out saying that they are forecasting the Bears are finishing 3-14 and which is worse than the six and eleven they finished last year. Do you think this team is better than that three and fourteen forecaster record? I think this team is gonna surprise a lot of people. What I mean by surprise a lot of people, I mean not be a bottom four team. I think uh, I on, on we did our preview podcast a couple of days ago, and I, I, me and my brother both had them in seven wins, which I think will be a massive improvement. I mean, it's only one more win than last year, but as far as like how young this team is, they're like if they're not the youngest, they're the top two youngest team in the league. And this is the thing I feel about. Sports Illustrated projections. One, they letting Hard Knocks send them off. The Detroit Lions are still going to be the worst <laughs> team in this division. Like, look. Come on, man. I was like, no amount of pump up speeches, no amount of rookie singing, no amount of I don't care how much cussing Dan Campbell does. We still does. play with the Lions. Absolutely bro. not. And We're the Vikings the Lions. Who, who willing to, 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 to fluff it up anyway. Remember that Lions? Remember that Vikings game last year? We had like Mariano's baggers playing for corners and <laughs> they, they couldn't score. Cousins didn't have a touchdown. I ain't never seen nothing like that. It was ridiculous. With the Vikings, of course we gonna get swept by the Packers. I mean, let's let's, let's not be let's, let's not be yeah, hasty here. But I do think. But I think we gonna I think we gonna take games against the Texans. Uh, I I ain't, I ain't afraid of the Jets. I but, said this. Know. There's a path to not, to eight or nine wins. I'm gonna say seven because there's gonna be a game or two we have no business winning, and it's gonna be a game or two we got no business losing that we're gonna lose. Mm-hmm. And I will say this too with with the Bears is that there's an actual game plan this year offensively. I think this is gonna be a well coached team, and also a lot of people don't realize this. In the hundred some history of the Bears, they've only won three or less games one time. One time in the entire history with offenses that are way worse than this. So I way think worse. the only real way they go three and 14 is if J- Justin Fields got hurt and he's out for the season. Besides that, I think they'll be much better than people think they will. Mm. So when we look at this season, when we look at the roster we have, the coaching we have, obviously we are in rebuild mode. Yeah. But again, new coach, new system. Young quarterback who, if he stays healthy, could be a game changer in this league. Uh, do you believe the Bears have 
the foundation necessary for us to at least invest in the hope of of what the like is there a plan moving forward with everything you've seen this offseason the moves they make is there a clear three to five year plan here i 100 i think so like justin fields i believe is going to have zero doubt about justin fields you know what i'm saying if you have a quarterback you got you a game plan i call him over retool and my prediction was i say he's gonna throw 27 touchdowns i think he's gonna have 30 in total with three rushing i think he's gonna throw 11 picks and i'm going for like three thousand yards if the line keeps up and hey. you have your quarterback, there's nothing else you need. You got your quarterback. Yeah, that's, that's, you that's, com- that's a commendable stat line yeah. with, with what he's working with. Yeah. And you also got to look at like in Chicago. So if Justin becomes a guy, players going to want to players going to flock to come here because it's, mm-hmm. it's a great city. It's not like he's out in, I don't know, in, like in Green Bay, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, or Cleveland or something like that. It's Chicago. So people are going to want to come here. And one thing I never call the Bears is cheap. They're the only team in the city that actually spend money. Now they spend it in the wrong parts, but they spend money. So, <laughs> you know, but I do think, you know, they have a plan going forward, which mm-hmm. is which is something the Bears fans should be happy about. Scott Lewis is one half of 79th and Hallis, the Fantastic Bears podcast. Uh, it's part of the larger Barber Chair Network. Uh, Scott, thank you for joining CityCast Chicago. It means a lot to us. No, no problem, man. Glad to be on. Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. Staying with the Bears, President and CEO Ted Phillips is retiring at the end of the season after 23 years with the organization. Not to be lost, though, this Thursday, the team is unveiling plans for a new stadium and entertainment complex at Arlington Heights. How many more season openers at Soldier Field we got left? New COVID-19 booster shots are arriving in Chicago this week. These boosters are said to provide greater protection against the latest variants of the virus, which account for 99% of the cases in the city. You can already schedule your appointment at Walgreens and other pharmacies and clinics. I hate to tell you this, but swimming at Chicago beaches officially closed yesterday. But hey, some indoor pools are reopening this week. See a link in the show notes for which pools are available. And some good news to get you through. The Printer's Row Lit Fest is back this weekend. The largest free outdoor literary event features dozens of speakers, performers, panels. I'ma even be out there Sunday at two o'clock telling a little story for you. Pull up on me and enjoy yourself. As always, I appreciate you for listening. I'ma talk to you tomorrow. Peace. My homeboy Connor, uh, who I host another show with, he is a Bills fan through and through. And them and Buffalo Bills fans like, this is our year. Well, this tell him because I got money on the Bills and shit win the Super Bowl. So I, I, I need them to stay up. But I Hey, we're going to have to cut that. I can't let him hear that in City Cat <laughs> Chicago. I can't let him hear that on the show. <laughs>